Hello, welcome back to the Creative Productive Podcast with me, your host, Sarah, aka Stationary Magpie, a creative productivity mentor who wants to help you get back in control of your time and productivity so that you can use it to pursue the things you love that light you up. Oh, I almost forgot to breathe there, but we're getting better at that. Um, Back at it today, had a break last week, it was bank holiday, I had to rearrange an interview because they had some, some issues come up and I just felt like it was a good idea to have a little series break. So that's what I did. There's plenty of episodes by now for you to have gone back if you were really gasping and missing the episode. But I think I think everyone was probably okay without a new episode that week. Um, but we're back today, back on Monday. Um, I went out to see some family and I had some time away from work, which did me so much good. Um, especially, I think, recently everyone's been feeling very overwhelmed, quite tired, quite drained. I know that I definitely was. I was really struggling to get motivated or kind of excited about things which was not nice and I had lots of plans to do things and I had lots of exciting things going on but I just felt so exhausted and drained and um, yeah everything just felt like a little bit of a struggle but I'm happy to say that I think the break the bank holiday did me a lot of good I saw some family I hadn't seen in over a year I actually saw my sister who was a guest on the podcast she was the last guest of series one Um, And it was just really nice to kind of reconnect with people. And I suppose it's all part of that easing back into like normality of what life was like pre-pandemic and trying to make sense of that again. We had to do a lot of adapting to get used to what life became. And now it's that really tiring thing of having to go back. And there's obviously lots of things coming up for a lot of us, like anxieties and things um, that are going to affect us. But I feel like we're we're on track now. We're getting we're getting used to it. We're starting to maybe feel a little bit more energy coming in. Um, but today's episode is going to talk a little bit about what to do, I suppose, when you're maybe in a bit of a rut, and how you can create strategies for your life to be able to manage that. So last episode was an interview with the wonderful Nina Allegba of Rhesus Living. So that was in episode seven, two weeks ago. And it was all about creativity and well-being. It was a really fun podcast to record. Nina's such an easy person to talk to. Um, and at times she kind of interviewed me as well. I felt like she managed to get some embarrassing stuff out of me relating to my hobbies and my creating Sims music videos. Um Yeah, I don't know if anyone else does that. It was a very niche hobby to have. And um, in case you get any ideas, they are still on YouTube, but they are all super private. Um, I kind of like to look back at them every so often and just kind of be like, wow, that was a really interesting thing to do. But um, yeah, there's some questionable scenes in those music videos. I mean, I was a teenager. We have... We have dark thoughts. Um, But anyway, I really enjoyed recording that episode. And one thing that Nina came up with, and she she brought so many interesting points to the table. But one of the things I really loved was this idea of building rituals into your life to kind of support your well-being and also your productivity. So this is something that's also come up in some of my mentoring client calls as well. This idea of building rituals to support us in our productive energy. And I suppose it comes down a little bit to the idea of boundaries and habits and all of that. So let me first tell you what is a ritual, because it's basically a nice way of describing a kind of series of actions or habits, or perhaps having certain boundaries in place that we stick to so that we can kind of make things a little bit easy for ourselves. So they're things that we perform often or maybe at set periods of time. 
So I'm going to focus a little bit more on rituals as series of habits. So that is essentially a chain of habits that once we kind of perform the first one, it can set off a chain reaction for the others to be performed. So it might be something as simple as getting up in the morning, putting the kettle on to make your cup of tea and while it's boiling, that is your kind of trigger to clear the draining board of all the washing up, tidy the kitchen, maybe get your breakfast out. And it's that kind of chain reaction of once that first thing has happened, everything else just follows automatically. There's a really amazing book that talks about this in much more detail and is kind of basically what gave me some of the ideas of this podcast. So it's called Atomic Habits and it's by James Clear and I highly recommend it if you're interested in the power of small actions and rituals that have a big impact on your life and achieving your goals, that's the book for you to read. And it's definitely helped me to think of how important those small little habits can be and kind of maintaining the habits to be to be able to achieve the big goals and it's a lot of what I kind of preach when I talk about productivity the idea of we don't have to do the massive things actually if we focus on the small consistent actions and keep showing up that's what can have the biggest effect on our dreams so I'll put a link in the description to that book so have a read if you're interested he's got a really good website as well um, so you can go and have a look at that So I've already mentioned one really simple ritual, the idea of kind of setting off the kettle and then having breakfast. And it's quite interesting to think already about the rituals that we have in our lives that we haven't even thought about it. So it could be that making our morning tea, we're also tidying the kitchen. That first habit has become the trigger. And once that's completed, we just naturally carry on with the sequence. I think Something really interesting to compare it to is this idea of automation. So at the moment, I see a lot about um, entrepreneurs and small business owners talking about kind of automation and getting systems set up in their businesses so that it makes life easier for themselves. They don't have to constantly be thinking about what the next action in the chain is because they've taken the time to kind of set up an automation chain so that everything happens easily, naturally. And they just don't have to think about it. They don't have to spend their time checking that emails have been sent because it's already all sorted. So I think it's interesting to apply that idea to our normal lives as well, because that can also free up a lot of decision making and kind of mental energy. If you're automating parts of your life and eliminating those tiny little decisions and that kind of thinking about stuff and wondering when we're going to do it, if we've got rituals and habit chains already that kind of already make sure that it's going to get done then we're not wasting that decision making power and we can use it in other places where it's going to be a lot more valuable for example our projects or our goals especially if it's a job that you don't enjoy that you feel kind of hangs over you you won't have to think and agonize about when it's going to get done because if it's in an automation kind of habit ritual chain then it's going to get done you don't have to worry about it so much So as a first little exercise, what I'd like you to do, this is kind of, I suppose, a mini coaching or mini mentoring episode, but what I want you to do is you can either pause the podcast or you can like write it down or you can just maybe let a few things pop into your head. What kind of habit chains or rituals do you already have in your life? Are there kind of routines that you notice yourself repeating again and again? Maybe it's to get yourself more organized. Maybe it's something like making a meal plan for the week and then doing the shopping based off that. It's kind of, you know... A ritual for that maybe it's more of a self-care ritual of like right you sit down at an art table and then you get everything out and you put music on you put candles you get a nice drink what kind of rituals do you already have in your life and what kind of areas are they addressing 
You might also notice that there are some dark sides to those rituals and habit chains too. So as well as really healthy, good habits that we build, we also, all of us, develop bad habits as well. So once we do one thing, that kind of sets off a chain reaction for us to almost get maybe stuck in something. And the biggest example I can give here is with social media like TikTok and Instagram and Facebook. So those kind of social media apps are really, really hard to get off of because the way they're designed is to be addictive. So we keep scrolling, we keep that kind of thumb running down um, the screen, looking at more and more content. It just never ends. So for me, the biggest kind of bad habit chain that I can do is maybe opening sitting down on the sofa when the telly's on and then opening TikTok as well and just getting like stuck scrolling and scrolling scrolling not even watching TV I'm kind of just sat there looking at my phone with the TV on in the background and it can literally take me ages to get off it again because I've not set myself any limits I've not got anything else that I'm doing afterwards I've not set myself a kind of okay like maybe 10 minutes or a timer it's like open-ended and I could be there for so long I could kid myself and say that I'm getting inspiration for my social media but let's be honest I'm just kind of seeking that instant gratification of like the next video oh that made me laugh the next one um so yeah that's the biggest side the dark side I suppose to the ritual and habit chains is that we can get stuck in bad habit chains as well so that's become your automatic response so now changing that is going to require quite a bit more effort. But I'm not going to talk too much more about bad habits in this episode. I want to focus a little bit more on building rituals that are going to support you. But I think it's worth noting that these kind of habit chains and the negative ones definitely do exist. And they can, I suppose, contribute to you feeling worse in the way that positive rituals can help you feel better. It works both ways. So how are we going to build some more positive rituals into our lives? And this is kind of where we can start to think about what we need. So I like to ask myself the questions, how can my present self make life easier for my future self? So you can almost think of yourself as like two different people. So I am right now, I'm present Sarah, and I may be thinking today about, okay, I want to maybe sit down on TikTok, but future Sarah is not going to thank me for that because I know that I've got to finish this podcast, I've got to do some other kind of admin work, I've got to get things ready, and future Sarah is going to be really angry at, well, present, I mean, I will be past Sarah by then, but she's going to be really angry because that past person has done absolutely nothing to help her live a kind of smoother life with less like decision making and panic the past Sarah has just really done her over like she's just not helped at all so I kind of like to think of myself as two different people present Sarah and future Sarah so how can I make life easier for her where might she have needed a bit of help and preparation to kind of move through life with less stress less last minute decision making less kind of firefighting in daily life A really good example of this is building a really nice Sunday evening ritual. I have a day job, um, so I work Monday morning, Tuesday morning, um, so it's two quite full on days. So on a Sunday, I need to try and make those next two days as easy as possible for future Sarah, because otherwise by the time it gets to Wednesday and she's meant to be working on her business, 
she's going to be burnt out. So it's really important that I make things easy for her. So having to get up early on a Monday after a hopefully nice relaxing weekend and running around figuring out what you're going to wear, what you're going to have for breakfast, looking in the fridge, realising I never did the shopping, I don't actually have my usual breakfast, so maybe having toast and then not having anything else to make lunch and having to make a sandwich, so I'm having too much bread um, in a messy kitchen that I've not tidied, getting into my car, maybe I've forgotten to put petrol in, I didn't really think about it, and then arriving at work, flustered, probably forgotten my ID badge, I'm going to be feeling stressed and overwhelmed and I'm by Wednesday I'm going to be done in. But if Sunday Sarah, if she tidies the kitchen, if she makes a nice healthy lunch, if she puts her clothes out ready, she makes sure everything's washed, Monday Sarah doesn't have to worry about that. She can get up with a bit of time to maybe do a quick yoga practice, she can do some journaling to get her ready for the day because Monday's always busy and a little bit stressful. So she can then pick up the pick up the baton I guess on a Monday morning and she's had the groundwork done for her and she's ready she's calm and by Wednesday she's just going to be excited to work on her business so it's basically like self-care for your future self so you're maybe putting up with a little bit of discomfort a little bit of the kind of doing things that you're maybe not really feeling like doing but you could do you maybe want to sit on the sofa and sit on TikTok, but you know that if you spend half an hour getting everything ready, future Sarah is really going to be thanking you. So if I was going to build a ritual for that, it might be that once I've had dinner, I clean up, I make lunch for the next day, I use leftovers maybe. Then once my lunch is made, I do the washing up, I clean the kitchen. When the kitchen's clean, I'll set out what I want for breakfast if I'm really going all out. And after that, I can relax and I can relax knowing that tomorrow... I'm going to be fine. Monday Sarah's going to be happy, she's going to be positive and she's not going to be stressed. So that's one of my biggest examples is that kind of Sunday evening getting ready for the week. But there are loads of other times that you can use rituals. You can basically use them for whatever you want, but I'm going to share a few of my favourite examples. Nina, who was my interviewee in the last episode, she likes to use them for her self-care so she can make sure that she's checking in with herself giving herself some mind space and kind of switching off a little bit by doing something creative. So she might put nice music on, nice candles, get maybe, I don't know, get a nice drink. But it's that whole ritual of doing something nice for yourself and kind of nourishing yourself. One of my favourite self-care rituals is having a really fancy bath. You might have seen on Instagram. I haven't actually had one that recently, maybe maybe tonight. Um, but I take my time. I usually use kind of fancy bubble bath stuff or maybe bath bombs. I get a face mask on. I grab a book. I get myself a drink. Did you know that wine glasses float in the bath? Because they do. Favourite discovery ever. But I put some chill music on. I try and put my phone far enough away from me in the bath that I can't reach it because I know that it's often too tempting. And I sit in the bath and I could literally be in there for over an hour by the time I get out, very wrinkly, but very relaxed. And it's like having that time for yourself. I can't pick up my phone so easily. I just have to kind of lie there, read my book and kind of enjoy all the nice relaxing sensations. But the more you practice self-care ritual, it's like a trigger for your mind and body that this is the time for you to start relaxing. So I know that if I start to feel stressed about something, I know that even when I just start the ritual, I'm already feeling more relaxed. It's like 
I've just got used to it. It's like that Pavlov's dogs thing of like, you know, they ring the bell and the dog starts slathering. It's like I run the bath and I just start relaxing straight away. So I can start to rely on that ritual more and more to have relaxation time. Morning rituals are also a really popular concept and I I kind of have one of those of sorts or there are there are things I'd like to improve in mine. So my current one kind of seems to consist of get up, snooze my alarm a few times, finally get up, go to the toilet, put the kettle on while it's boiling, make my breakfast, eat my breakfast listening to the radio, get dressed, make my coffee, brush my teeth, kind of head out by 8.30 to beat school traffic and that's the kind of basic morning routine I guess but if I was gonna implement a really nice ritual for me to get up and something I'm trying to kind of work towards slowly is that I get up early maybe I go for a quick walk around the block to get some air I do a bit of yoga I do some journaling and I do all those other things as well but that's a bit more conducive to me having a good kind of relaxing day it's like taking the time to set myself up for the day and every, not every morning is like that. I've been getting a little bit better recently. I don't know if it's the light mornings. Um, but I definitely do notice the difference. And I'm kind of seeing it as a process. That ritual and that routine is going to be slowly implemented. Some days I won't do it and that's okay. But when I do, I definitely do feel the benefits. So the more I kind of repeat it, I suppose the more it will happen. Because I've I've noticed how how much it's helping me. But I think it's important not to be too super strict with my morning ritual I see it more as those things like yoga and journaling they're bonuses that I can add to my basic routine and get there eventually like it doesn't have to be super strict your ritual doesn't have to be a set way of how you do it you don't have to be super strict with them and they can still help you so something that Laura Holmes um, from Mindful Confidence who's a friend of mine she mentioned is that having idea of like a morning menu so choosing different things that can set you up for the day and maybe you don't do all of them at once so maybe you just choose one or two. Another good one is meal planning and that's a really useful one I think because we all have to eat we all have to you know either cook or sort out food for, for dinner So those are some of my favourite examples, but I'm guessing you want to know how you can build your own effectively. So it's all very well saying like, yes, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to set this ritual up of, you know, I get it by like 6.30, I do like a little run, I do do yoga, I do journaling. Um, It can be quite tempting to try and set ourselves really strict, complex, or not even complex, just like heavy rituals that we want to try and stick to but I would probably dissuade that because in my experience the simpler and the easier the better particularly the first action so the first action or the kind of trigger that you'll get will get your ritual started needs to be as easy as possible for you to perform so if I were to start my morning ritual by maybe getting up and going straight out for a run that's something that I really don't want to do so perhaps I would change it to something like my morning ritual is to just get outside that's so much easier than going for a run and actually once I'm outside and if I'm wearing running clothes anyway maybe I'll just decide okay I'm outside now I may as well do it but if I set the expectation of every morning I'm going to do a run and then every morning I wake up and I think I don't want to do a run today it's not going to happen. Whereas if my ritual is a lot easier and I just say every morning I'm going to get up, just get dressed and go outside. And then that's it. That started the chain. 
So I might not actually do a run every morning and that's okay, but that's not what I've aimed for. What I've aimed for is to get outside. So I'm achieving if I get outside and then if I do a run, it's a bonus. So make it as easy as possible for you to perform. Try to keep them simple. It will also make a lot of sense if your ritual or your chain of habits make kind of logical sense in the flow. So an example of that is if on a Sunday evening when I'm cooking dinner, I do the washing up straight away, but then I haven't made my lunch, I then have to do more washing up. So maybe it just makes more sense for me to automatically, after I've eaten dinner, before I wash up, make my lunch. So that's just about kind of getting a bit smart and maybe saving yourself time with the way that you build up your ritual or your habit chains. Remember as well that when you first implement a new ritual or habit chain into your day, it's probably going to feel like it's taking a little bit of effort. So it's not really going to feel easeful yet when you're getting started. Because it's new, you have to be a bit more conscious of it. You have to consciously decide to start it and think about it and remember it. But the more you repeat it, the more automatic it becomes and soon you'll be barely thinking about it. I really do advise that you keep it simple to start with. Maybe just start with maybe three different actions that you stack together and remember to make sure that the first one is really easy and simple. As you get more used to it, then you can start adding things in, maybe adding a bit more strictness and building it up basically to be how you want it. But starting small and building up is definitely the best way to get into it and make it more easeful. I also want to talk about using rituals as a kind of contingency plan. So this kind of relates to when we feel like we're maybe heading for burnout or overwhelm. And when we come up against a situation like that, if we've dealt with it before, we might have learned how we best deal with that situation, maybe from our past experience. So we might have seen people talking about things that have helped them. We might have tried some of those and we might have realised that some of them also work for us. So for example... A big thing for me is a brain dump, so writing down everything I'm thinking at once. So that now is like in my contingency plan ritual. So what I kind of mean by that is when I'm starting to get burned out or overwhelmed with work or life or everything, I start to recognise that the way I'm feeling and the things I'm doing are going to start leading me to that burnout. I don't want to just carry on and wait for it to hit me like a ton of bricks. I've learned that I can use a specific kind of contingency ritual to put a stop to it and stop my burnout actually happening so it's like taking the foot off the gas before you crash which is a really horrible way to think about it but for me that often looks like stepping away from my laptop on phone maybe deleting social media apps for a few days tidying my space making sure that I feel organized in the other areas of my life doing nice things for myself like having my bath, writing in my journal to get my feelings and thoughts out on paper and then once I'm well rested and thinking clearly I can go back to my work and ease myself in and that ritual is something that I might use quite often if I start to feel a little bit burnt out rather than get to the burnout phase and feel exhausted and not want to start again it's really helpful for me to use that and basically just take a step back and look after myself. I think that's what rituals can really do for us it's a really conscious way for ourselves to look after ourselves and I really love the way that Nina put it of like I do it for myself and it is basically self-care like it's it's using habits as a form of self-care and I just love the kind of way that you call it a ritual it's something important you know the the kind of traditional 
definition of ritual is to do with like religious and performing rites and like a ceremony and why wouldn't we want to do that for ourselves one big thing I want you to remember is that rituals don't have to be rigid I've said it before but I want to say it again start simple and as it becomes more concrete you add more steps or habits but let's have a little recap on how you can start using rituals so here are my five tips to start utilizing rituals for your productivity Number one is to do an audit of the rituals that are already in your life. Perhaps you've made these without even being aware of it. So have a look at those, see what you've got already in place without having done anything. Maybe you did consciously do it, that's great. But have a look at the rituals you've got at the moment. How are they supporting you? How can you maybe improve them or make them better? Or are they always just there for you anyway? Are they already perfect? Wonderful. Number two is to think about how rituals you create could benefit your future self. So have a think now, what are you struggling and what can your past self do to help make life easier for your future self? Things like Sunday evening rituals or planning for the day ahead. Think of that person as someone separate to you to do something nice for. I think we often find it difficult to do nice things for ourselves, but if we think of it like it's a separate person, then voila, you'll do something nice for them. Number three is to identify what kinds of rituals in different areas of your life might be able to support you. Where do you feel you need some automation or where do you think you might benefit from it? Can you introduce a simple ritual to help you with that thing? Number four is a tip to get started. So start with the easiest action first. When you're building a ritual, that's going to be your action that's going to set off the chain of everything else happening. And the easier that first one, the more likely it is that the whole thing will run through and get going if you're agonising over something difficult, especially, that's a really good way to do it. And number five is keep them simple and don't expect perfection straight away. It's going to take a little bit of conscious effort to start with, but soon when you settle into the ritual, it'll be more easeful and you'll start to feel the benefits more and more. So I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that rituals are really good for you, especially when you're in a bit of a slump. Maybe you're not feeling that motivated or maybe you're struggling a little bit. The point of rituals is that they kind of become automated so that you don't have to decide to do nice things for yourself. You've already got these kind of contingency things in place already and you can fall back on those because you know that it's going to help to get you back into the mindset of being productive, getting things done and also looking after yourself. It's really important for us to be productive. We have to also be happy and have a good grasp on our well-being so that all contributes to you being able to be productive being able to rest and then being able to come back to the work to do it when you have energy when you have the capacity and when you're not having to worry about everything else getting done it's all taken care of with your habits and your rituals and that is it for this podcast episode i hope you've enjoyed me talking about rituals i know it's kind of a fancy way basically to describe habits but i think it's also a really nice way to to look at it so if you want to listen to the previous episode with Nina where we talk a little bit about it then go and have a look it's literally just the episode before this remember to follow me on Instagram where I'm most active posting reels doing silly stuff and at the moment I'm still taking on mentoring clients for productivity mentoring so I have two packages the productivity boost and the project push so if you want to get back in control of your time and productivity and you need a bit of help to get a strategy in place that's what we can do If you're interested, you can book an inquiry call. I'll put the link in the description and you can have a look at the sales page for more information about all of my mentoring packages. But that's everything for today. I hope you enjoyed the episode and have a wonderful, creative, productive day.